It's me, Roy, here for another week of the old all-man radio show at allman.net. And that was Factrix, Center of the Doll. Came out originally in 1981 on Adolescent Records. Uh, the name of the album is Shine Tot. And I've played a couple things from that here on the show before. That is one of my most favorite records ever. It's, it's just perfect the whole way through. Um, I was digging around a little bit online about it. And there's actually a reissue that came out through Superior Viaduct, and they have it up on Bandcamp now as well, the whole thing. And then they mentioned in the notes that, I thought this is rather impressive, the guys took a drum machine, It's a uh, they say it's a Roland CR-78, and then for the album, they modified it and had the, the drum loops on the machine playing at a quarter of the slowest possible speed. So that's probably what you're hearing on Center of the Doll. It's, it's definitely that drum machine. I don't know if it's at the slowest possible rate it could be for that one. But anyhow, um, yeah, so I'll post the Bandcamp link to that a little bit later, as I do. And let's see, what else? Well, uh, I got a whole whack of stuff from Bandcamp otherwise this week. been uh, looking through Bandcamp pages for Asia. So there's a couple of bands from Japan that I found that are pretty interesting. One from Indonesia. So we'll get to that. And then other bands from all over the place too, as usual. And then, you know, stuff from not so recently either. Lots of old weird country and instrumentals and girl group stuff and whatever else I usually play on here. I don't know. Um... So, yeah, Zach's going to talk to us for I'm Allowed at the halfway mark of the show, and it's actually his birthday today, so we'll give Zach our birthday wishes. So that's the halfway point, and then I have a whole set of songs about felonies and crime. So that'll round out the whole shebang, I think. Alright, next I'm going to play something This just came out last week on the 18th It's by this band called Marriage at Nevers And it's such a clever song It's it's one of these things that You could have took it and put it out in the 60s In terms of the songwriting And the subject matter to an extent I guess it might fit into some of the country stuff I play here In terms of the subject matter <laughs> Uh, but Breakfast Wine is the name of the song, and that pretty well summarizes the idea of it. They're, they're not uh, really suggesting a metaphor with that title. But uh, it's an interesting record, because I don't even necessarily know if I like all the songs on the record, but they have a very unusual approach to songwriting. It, the record doesn't really sound like anything else that I've heard certainly recently that's come out recently and maybe it kind of harkens back to a songwriting style you know kind of like again 60s type stuff but not quite that either it's really its own thing it, certain things kind of put me in mind of say how Ellie Greenwich would write a song 
and that's pretty cool. So anyway, I'll play that next, and um, it's one of a couple of finds this week that the lyrics of the thing really just knocked it out of the park. So yeah, this is a self-release thing. Uh, like I mentioned, it came out last week, uh, and it's also a self-titled record. So I'll stop talking about it. Here's Mary Over long enough to 
Remember 
I like a little bit of pizza.
that was Hauntings of Japan. The song was Listerine, and I found that on, well, their Bandcamp page, but uh, it's that and another song are at the very end of this album, which is a self-titled release, put out in 2019. And I thought those two songs sound a fair bit different than the rest of the album. And actually, I'm more partial to those two songs. And it turns out that they were on a single that was released earlier. So I guess the, the band changed up the style a bit in the time between the LP and the single. Um, but yeah, that other song is really cool, too. I mean, the rest of the record's worth listening to as well. Just not, not so much to the all-man uh, standards, so to speak. That was put out by a label with one of the awkwardest names I can think of off the top of my head. A-W-D-R space L-R-2. I don't know if that stands for something. I didn't do any real research on it. But anyway, uh, before that, Sinkhead of Australia Falling Standards. This was put out by Trackside in 2016. And... Uh, it's their demo cassette, although I don't think they ever put out anything else, which is a shame, because as you can tell, that particular song, they were pretty good. A band I actually found a really long time ago when I first started my band camp searching as a regular thing. So I, I probably found that around the time it came out, actually. Before Sinkhead, it was Collider. The song was Whenever That Might Be. And it's from their new album, Citrus Clouds. That just came out this month, on March 5th, actually. And that was put out by Lollipop. Before Collider, Teary Fell, to kind of tie into Breakfast Wine by Mary Jet Nevers. Um, I played by Terry Fell. I've never been sober. That comes from a 1969 RCA single. Um, I gotta look this up. I forgot the name of it, but there's a, a really silly title for the A side on this. I've never listened to it, but I should. Yeah, it's <laughs> I R a millionaire. So I don't know what that's all about, but I, I definitely should try and find out. Um, and then, yeah, of course, to start Marriage at Never's Breakfast Wine from their self-titled, self-released album that just came out. All right. Another song that I'm really into lyrically that I found this week is what I'm going to play next. ZZ Top Hat by Cold Meat. This was released by Static Shock in, yeah, around this time last year, actually, March 20th, 2020. And, uh, yeah, they, they pretty much just bash ZZ Top in the song, and they specifically mentioned that they hate ZZ Top. I fucking hate ZZ Top, too. I can't stand them. And same with ACDC and Aerosmith and all that kind of cookie-cutter rock and roll bullshit. So, I was really impressed that somebody would go out of their way to address this topic, which is near and dear to my heart, in a way that totally makes sense 
and they did a better job than I could have even conceived of somebody doing. It just never even came to my mind that this would be something to put into a song, but it, it works amazingly well. And aside from the lyrics, it's great musically, too. Um, yeah, they also say, boring music for boring people, silly music for silly people. It's like, yup, you fucking nailed it. So anyway, um, I'll stop praising up that song so you can listen to it and enjoy it as much as I can. I don't think I mentioned it. The name of the album it's from is Hot and Flustered. So yeah, here it is. Cold Meat. And all I got to say about that is... Yes, sir, I like it.
Anybody stay here until 7 a.m. or 11 or whenever it is everybody finally left. I didn't make this kid pass out on my floor. People wanted to be here.
Yeah.
That was Monitor. I saw Dead Jim's Shade. That was originally released by their own world imitation label in 1981 as a self-titled album. And it's funny, you know, how these things kind of just connect. I was looking through the Superior Viaduct Bandcamp page to see what else that label has released, and actually a lot of really neat stuff I never realized. A lot of it is, is fairly old, like reissue type stuff, but they do have some currently active artists as well. But anyhow, yeah, I noticed the name Monitor there, um, so I just thought I'd see what the write-up said, because the Factrix write-up was pretty neat, and then it turns out, well, also the write-up for the Monitor record was good and worth reading, but... Um, there's a bonus track on the record that I don't believe I've ever heard called Guardian. So I'm going to have to listen to that. Uh, I found that out like while I was listening to that song I saw, Dead Jim's Shade. So um, that might be something to play next week. We'll see. Anyhow, um, also played Good Guys before that. The song is Intro Slash Grime or Plus Grime, or however. Two songs in one, I guess. Uh, they put that out through Maxicore this year. And uh, it's listed on the Maxicore Records Bandcamp page as Self-Titled 2021. So uh, I guess that's what it is, but it also shows the art there. It just says good guys. So yeah, whatever you want to call it. That came out on February 26th. Uh, what else did I play? Helen Shapiro, Easy Come, Easy Go, from an album known as Helen 16, put out by Columbia in 1963. I wish I had heard that song when I was 16. Probably would have saved me some grief, or, you know, at least would have pointed me in a better direction. <laughs> All the, the stupid things. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyway, we'll, I won't go down that road. Uh... The Blazers before that poison from a 1964 single put out by Century Custom Recording Service. And started it with Cold Meat ZZ Top Hat. What a great one. Uh, from Hot and Flustered put out by Static Shock last year. Next is Vivian Stig. They put this album out through Tall Texan, it's called, the album is Rose of Texas, it was released in 2018. The song is Disco in Hell, has kind of like a gun club twist to it. And anything that sounds kind of like the gun club to me is top notch in my book. So yeah, hats off to them. And yeah, so we'll go through this set and then it's Time to talk to birthday boy Zach Coons for I'm Allowed and uh, then the felonies and crime set after that and some more stuff even later. So yeah, what more do you need? I don't know. Thank you. 
guy moaned at least this loud. Oh!
Alright, that was Schwan, Dorian Gray is the song. And that came out uh, just a few days ago, on the 22nd. Such a great record, and it's... I've listened to it like a bunch of times already. I'm planning to buy it on Bandcamp. I might be the first person to do that, and I don't understand why that is. I think, like... This is a record that a bunch of people sit here and I think they'll totally dig it. So, yeah, I'll try and do my part and play it on the show some more. Um, the name of the record is Mannequin, and then they self-released it. Before that, it was Slut Prophet uh, from the album Pity Party, or is that an EP? Yeah, somewhere in between an EP and an album. For what it's worth, uh, which they self-released in 2019. The song was Two and a Half Men. Uh, then it was Elena and Sober Group of Greece, C. Zalivo, from a 1970 Olympic record single. Before that, Devanov of Russia, August taken from an album put out by They Live Records in 2019. The album, I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation, Podpulia. Yeah, I, I really like the songwriting on that. The, the songs are a little, a little too slick in terms of their production work, I think, but it's still some pretty cool stuff happening there. So, um, Yeah, that was a good one. The Treasures Before That, Minor Chaos, uh, Vivian Stig, Disco in Hell to start it from Rose of Texas put it by the Tall Texan label in 2018 and wouldn't you know it they're from Texas as well so uh, as I mentioned it's time to talk to my pal and yours Mr. Zach Coons for uh, his birthday and uh, yeah let's see what he's up to I hope I keep my mailman away from Zach Oh, where is he? Ah, hey there, buddy. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm just fine and dandy. Happy birthday, pal. Hey, thanks so much, pal. Appreciate it. What are you up to? I'm pooping. This is the third straight <laughs> week I've been pooping when you call. <laughs> It's, oh. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, it's like I get a little tickle. Yeah, get so excited, and then that's what happens, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I just uh, I know it's coming. I'm just like my my bowels are just like it's time, yep. time right now. You have you can't wait until this call's over. <laughs> Why would you even want to wait? You can do two wonderful things at once. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm also chewing nicotine gum, so I'm really I'm <laughs> I've got all my all my all my thrills packed into one one neat little twenty minute or or less package. <laughs> this might I don't know. I was going to say this might be the highlight of your Saturday, but who knows? I don't know what else you're going to get into today. So <laughs> could be just the beginning. Well, I'm uh, yeah. This is probably it. I'm up in well. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much just working on. Uh... Uh, lost you, pal. You still there? 
I don't know if it's your phone or mine. Let me... Oh, boy. I guess it's, it's not bad. That's the first time that's ever happened while we've been talking, Zach and I. It says the, the call still says it's connected. I'm just going to try and recall it. So, please ring, placing a call, says the program that does the phone thing. And it's not doing anything else. I wonder if it's the internet connection is shagged up with it. That is a likely culprit. Um, oh, now it says, try- oh, okay, there we go, all right. There's the play. Hey, let's try again, huh? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, I don't know what that was, if it was you or me, because it took a little bit for me to reconnect that so anyway yeah that, that was really strange i could hear you perfectly oh and i i tried in i tried in uh well i first i had my my bluetooth speakers on uh headphones in because i was listening to i was doing one of my favorite things which is listening to the fleetwood back song beautiful child on the toilet <laughs> you get up so much on the my, toilet i gotta tip my hat to you that's my toilet track Do you, have, do you have a toilet track? No, I'm, I'm usually trying to get in and out of there pretty quickly. I guess if there's something that's on pretty regularly, if I'm going to sit down and take care of some business like that. Um, and it also applies for the shower. I often put the Jesus lizard on. It just, just kind of works out <laughs> that way. Yeah. I'm sure that I love to, that. I love to make a production of it. <laughs> yeah. I, love to, I love to make it the event of the day. You know, you set some candles and, and uh, maybe some incense, that kind of thing. Yeah, burn some incense. I definitely burn some incense because uh, I live with someone else. <laughs> yeah, just out of politeness. I'm, I'm sure she doesn't want to smell my poop. <laughs> maybe she does. I don't know. I've never asked her. Yeah, well. I should check in with her. Why not? Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff out there, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's a sick world. we a lot of strange things in the, in the dating world here. Of, of late. <laughs> Anything you want to relay, well, or is it better to keep that, you know, you don't want to <laughs> publicize any of that uh, stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I think people are way more into getting peed on than what I thought, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peed and pooped on. People are really into that. <laughs> yeah, well... Never really... Never, I don't get it. Never I'm, thought that would be something to get people give people pleasure. Yeah, I I don't have any interest in that. I mean, if that's what somebody wants to do, they can get up to it. But it uh, doesn't do anything for me to be the person defecated or urinated on, or the person doing the act. Either way, it's you know, I'd probably prefer not to be no, I, not to have somebody else's yeah. waste on me. I, I don't I don't know what I'd do about that if, if somebody pitched that idea to me, if I try and play ball with it. 100% against it. <laughs> yeah, personally. Yeah. I tried it. Oh, okay. Well, at least you had an open mind. Well, I didn't get peed on. I, I peed on someone who was begging me to pee on them. Yeah. And uh, it, didn't, it didn't make me feel too good. <laughs> Plus, I got the sheets all nasty. Oh, okay. I, I'd imagine the bathroom is probably the better place for that. I mean, yeah. you get that into the mattress, yeah. and that'd be pretty bad news. Well, live and learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Hopefully, I've got another forty years to you know learn from a mistake like that. That's that's when I that's when I put the put my foot down, and that was the end of that. A wise choice, I think. Yeah. She couldn't she couldn't imagine living a, living in a world where she didn't get regularly peed on. <laughs> like, well, I got to tell you, that's that's the first and last for me. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, wonder how that happens. It's a mystery to me. I mean, you're asking the wrong guy. Where do you? I don't actually have any information yeah. on that. Where do you? Where do you find that out about yourself, though? <laughs> That's the big question. Like, at what point in your life is it, do you determine? You know, you know what's really missing in my life? Getting pissed upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many other things like that. There's. I remember. And it's not because I'm into this. I, I came across it. I don't know if it was a link somebody passed along or whatever. It was a long time ago. And it's also kind of cruel and unnecessary, but there's a whole group of people who are into bug crushing as a fetish. So you get these videos of a woman wearing usually like a high-heeled shoe, and then there's some kind of bug, and then she just crushes it, and then that's the video. There's, oh. there's not anything else beyond that to sexualize it. It's just you're, you're watching a, a woman. That's, yeah. So I, I don't really understand that. But then there's people into, like, really ridiculous non-sexual stuff, too, such as, I don't know if you ever heard about this. There are people who collect fence wire, and you can look that up on Google. You'll find sites pertaining to fence wire collections and there's even small uh, I don't know conventions for it where I guess people sell their fence wire and then people buy it or you talk fence wire or just all that kind of stuff you do at a fence, <laughs> a fence wire convention so yeah is it a kink? Oh no no I, I should clarify that is not a kink it's usually just oh, okay. <laughs> like old people like a, there's a lot of old men involved in it I just don't know yeah. what the thrill is behind collecting fence wire and then, you know, obviously it's like anything. Um, they'll start talking about how there's a certain type that's really rare and you don't see it anymore. And, uh, you know, it's really valuable in the fence wire trading circuit and what have you. So um, I, I don't understand it. There's a lot of things in this world I don't understand. I accept everything as being in the world, but many things that I don't understand. Oh, yeah. Understand what choice it. do you have? Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta play ball. Yeah. That's all. That's the only. Cho- that's the only choice you got in this world. <laughs> or you I can kill yourself. I don't see anything wrong with it. I just. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is that is a that is a, a, an option. Yeah. At all times for every person. You don't that like people. Like a very good one to me. You don't want people selling fence wire. You can't handle it. Then you just off yourself. That's what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> jump in the j- jump j- jump in the river. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, hmm. that's, I, yeah, I guess it's hard for me to understand anybody really liking anything. <laughs> like being that, being all that interested in everything <laughs> or like anything at all. I feel like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm moderately interested in a number and, you know, in a, in a few things, but I, I can't like, I can't, I can't square it with myself to be like, devote my life to anything to be just like okay this is it this is my thing 
It's a tough call, and I wonder to what extent so much of that is just people want to identify with so- with something to create an identity for themselves, and it's not even so much about the thing. I'm sure there's lots of people who are yeah. big into the thing for what it is, but if you look at, I don't know, people going to conventions for Star Wars or something, or like uh, yeah. cosplay people or something, I think that's as much of an identity thing as, as anything else, as it is the interest in whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it, I guess it, it, it talks about the like the, just the emptiness of the world, you know. Or <laughs> I, I don't think that the world is empty at all. I, this, this, this is getting into pretty dark territory for my 40th birthday <laughs> <laughs> talk. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think the, the world. I don't think the world is like empty or meaningless at all. Like I think that it's it's full of it's it's like full of a lot of you know. I. I even though I, you know, even though I can say things like, really, like I, I can't imagine being like so interested in 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 those things. That, that there's so many things about the world that I think are just terrific. You know, it's like it's a miracle to life, and you know, to be able to go through this really bizarre, surreal, you know, absurdist world. I think I, that's a that's a that's a great thrill, to, and and to be able to have a like a mind to be able to interpret it, you know, I mean, there are, you know, there are versions. I think every, everything has a, every creature has a, maybe even every inanimate thing has a, a, a version of a mind, you know, something that processes things, but for human beings to be able to even get really interested in getting peed on or, or collecting fence posts, I think that's, <laughs> that seems like a worthwhile reason to be alive. If just to be able to like, think about stuff like that, you know, <laughs> Just to partake I think that, in witnessing the absurdity of it all. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I derive a lot of meaning from absurdity, but I, it's not and not in a nihilistic way at all. But it actually, it brings me a lot of. <laughs> it doesn't make me think, oh, what a what a terrible world, what a you know, what a what a what a what a sham it is to be alive. I think it's a real farce to be alive, but. Uh, you know what's that? What's that quote by the the 19th century uh, uh, French poet Arthur Arthur Rimbaud? Uh, what is it? Uh, Life's the farce that each of us must perform. <laughs> but I'm I'm I, I I I take a lot of I take a lot of great joy in performing the farce. It's yeah, it's a real thrill. I mean, for all of its ups and downs, I can you can even laugh at the the downs a lot of the time when they come and that's kind of as we've talked about that's one of the things about why I play so many of these country songs on the show is just the because there is the kind of dark humor element to a lot of it <laughs> yeah yeah because so much music is, is really it, it treats uh, you know it, it, it treats the difficulties and complexities of life with a really uh, with a really um distressing mod like it, it treats it in like a really distressing maudlin way whereas you know a lot a lot of uh, uh, uh when country music is re- is is very good it it tackles the dilemmas it tackles the horns of the dilemmas of life in a way that is you know not not up you know I think there's nothing worse in this world than being falsely uplifting. I really, that's probably the one of one of the things that really irks me the most is some, when someone is 
looks at you know when someone looks at life and they're they're so shielded by how good their life has been a lot of the, and a lot of times the, the the things that happen that are good to people are just luck you know happenstance entirely like uh you know the, and the only and the only thing that isn't the, the only thing that isn't happenstance is when somebody actually develop when somebody actively works on a mental attitude that is you know that that deals squarely with the with the with the the like the pain of this world when somebody's able to to develop a kind of mental attitude that that takes it all in and and uh lets lets it lets it lay where it is and uh and even and can even find something kind of uh kind of can find some gallows humor in all of it you know like Porter Wagner being able to write a song about actually being put in a mental institution that's not maybe it's not necessarily funny but it's definitely like it's definitely not maudlin or sad or like overly uh overly saccharinely sad about it at all it's just uh uh I don't know I mean, what do you think was he trying to make a joke about it when I think about that song I think he's almost reporting it reporting the yeah <laughs> yeah having been in there or what it's like i don't even necessarily know if he's passing a verdict on it like uh and and for the yeah. for the reference uh it's it's the song rubber room by porter wagner it's like you know what else could you do with somebody like that i mean obviously in in the 60s it was not the sort of treatment that is would have been the best for people like like you know things have come a longer way or whatever but uh, the basic idea being is if if somebody is of potential harm to themselves and needs to be looked after then it's like you know it it's not very good to have them in an environment like that but you can't just let them go outside and do whatever because they might hurt themselves or somebody else so i think to look at that song it's just he's he's just kind of telling just relaying the facts and and doing it in uh kind of a, a candid and clever way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the echo, the echo on that song is 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 both it's the, the like the echo that he uses when he says when he like starts just kind of howling rubber room over and over again. It's both really it's it makes it almost a novelty novelty tune. Uh you know, it's like it's got like a almost a campy sense of humor and at the same time it's the horrifying and very very grotesque and and uh and scary you know <laughs> it's like the the echo of someone's voice echoing back at them uh you know like they're they're hearing it over and over again you know like a like a voice in the head more or less it's uh pretty pre- it's it's spooky and grotesque and uh just a little bit funny all at the same time like most like i get i like uh like most good pieces of art are yeah, I'll even I'll play that after we wrap up here. Uh, I have a, a set of songs coming up that doesn't really tie into that at all. It's about uh, crimes and felonies, but I'll I'll toss that on <laughs> just for reference for for anybody anyway because hey, it's such a good song. So you, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm. I, have you have you never played it? Uh, I think I've at least played it once. I might have even played it more than once. I did a whole set of songs probably around this time last year about. Uh, like just losing your mind, <laughs> like titles or the lyrics suggesting that. So that was uh, one of the top contenders for that whole 
Uh, I might have even done a couple of those with, with different uh, music the whole way through because there's just so many songs that address that or, um, you know, use terms like I'm going to lose my mind or whatever in the chorus. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, have you ever heard that Highway, Highwayman song about being institutionalized? No, I don't know that actually. Yeah, it's off of their. It's off of that. You know, their 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 big the one that had like well, Highwayman. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's it's off, and it's by this that same writer that wrote Highwayman. Uh, uh, what's his or Highwayman? Um, who's that? Jimmy Webb. Yeah, Jim, Jimmy Webb wrote that and, and wrote a lot of songs on those albums. He's a really incredible songwriter. And uh, and has a you know his music is really exceptional as well, but um, yeah, it's I think it's ostensibly it's about being put in put in an institution because you you're addicted to dexedrine, which is a you know kind of like a, a stimulant from the fifties, kind of like a precursor of Adderall or methamphetamine or something along those lines, and uh, and all of the character it's it's a it's a character study. Essentially, it talks about all of the characters that, that are in there, adds little bits and pieces about their lives, and uh, yeah, just kind of surveys the. It, it is, it's you know, it's it's like a reportage as well, definitely, huh. where the the main character is talked about a little bit. You know, he talks about himself a little bit, but yeah, it's it's like a a, a, a reportage of all of the other characters that are in there with him. It's it's just. It's incredibly candid and uh, frank and distressing and and kind of like a oddly beautiful. There's some kind of, there's some kind of un, un, very unusual compassion that runs through throughout the entirety of it. You know, it's like the compassion of a person in the most sincere form of compassion, which is this guy understands these other people. <laughs> they're they're in. He's actually in the institution with him. So he, you know, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a, uh, a, a pretty clear view of like what, what's going on with these folks, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's, a it's a, it's a beautiful piece of, uh, it's, it's a beautiful piece of country music and it's, you know, it's sung on, it's like, it's like what they do with all the highwayman, highwaymen songs where they all take turns singing a, like a verse or a chorus of it. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like all the different highwaymen, you know, you got Chris Christopherson, you got uh, <clears throat> Willie Nelson, you got Johnny Cash, and uh, who is the Merle Haggard, I think. I think that's the four people in, in Highwaymen. Or was Roy Orbison a part of that? Or was that the Traveling Wilburys? I yeah, forget. that's the Traveling Wilburys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, <laughs> Same uh, idea, different a, genre. A, a, a much diminished... <laughs> a, a much diminished super group from yeah. the Highwaymen, for sure. <laughs> that is for it's, sure. Uh, hi- Highwaymen light <laughs> at best. Any 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 group that that counts Tom Petty as a member, you know, it's automatically just something something is lo- something profound is lost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't dislike Tom Petty. It's like. Tom Petty is like getting a mid-grade cheese, you know. It's not like getting a Cotswold or a or a Gruyere or something like that. But it's also not get like getting American, you know, like craft American cheese. It's like 
It's like a a, a, a very solid pepper jack. <laughs> that's that's what Tom Tom Petty's music is to me, you know. Well, I think that's a good <laughs> that's a good analogy. I guess we can end off things there because <laughs> we're we're almost at the twenty yeah. minute mark. Yeah, I don't think we're not going to talk. Oh that, yeah. So. <laughs> no, no the the Tom the, the Tom the the Tom Petty cheese analogy. That's that's as good. That's as uh, as wise a thing I can impart on my fortieth birthday, and maybe you know that might be that might be the pinnacle for me. <laughs> might be all downhill from here after that. <laughs> well, we'll see. Here's to another forty, there, pal. We'll uh, we'll see here's, how long we can keep knocking yeah. on here about bullshit too, amongst all that. <laughs> well, my friend, it's a thrill, as an, an added thrill that I was able to do it on my on a what is a, supposedly a milestone birthday. Yeah, well, I hope uh, hope it's a good one for whatever you, you manage to work out for. Yeah, thanks, pal. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, as always, it's a it's a real thrill. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm about to go on a walk, so I'm gonna pop on the radio. I'm gonna pop on the show now. So I'm looking forward to catching the uh, uh, catch catching the I, I love the the theme the country theme song list. Perfect. All right, pal. Well, uh, yeah, we'll talk next week. Good luck out there. Yeah. <laughs> be seeing you. I'll be seeing you, buddy. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Don't turn your back on Zach. Watch out for Zach. We, 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 In a building tall With a stone wall around There's a rubber room When a man sees things And hears sounds It's not there He's headed for The rubber room Illusion in a twisted mind to save from self-destruction It's the rubber room Where a man can run into the wall Till his strength makes him fall and lie still And wait for help In the rubber room From his blurry vision of doom A sign In The man in the room right next to mine Screams a woman's name Hits the wall in vain He's in the room I hear footsteps pounding on the floor God, I hope they don't stop at my door. Now they've come to get me, but they find I'm a screaming pretty words, trying to make them rhyme. I'm in the rubber room. Go, 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 go. 
I'm Ken Bastida. Dana is off tonight. He was murdered and then set on fire while celebrating his birthday. An old oak tree stands straight and tall outside my old home place. I turn my collar up to keep the wind out of my face The sleeping grass along the 
can feed I know at last that I am home A sweet and sad retreat In the distance I can hear The bloodhounds on my trail I kick a rock out of my way And wish them dead in hell And I'm so sorry for that man In New Orleans I killed But he left and right before my He slew my darling Jill Her yellow hair lay on my knees And they found us that way They wouldn't listen to my words And they set my hanging day My prison cell was small and dark Just big enough to face And soon I figured out a way Back to my old home place Now here I stand in Puzzle Park The rafters Hanging low This piece of rope Just long enough My dying Won't be slow I take one long Last look around And think of Dear sweet face I'll slip this rope Around And leave my old home Dream. 
ever tell me that you loved me when you knew that it was all the lie I think that you deserve to and I think I've got the nerve to make this the last day of your life I'm a girl You told me you were just going to the store Seems like a month of Sunday since you've been gone I've been sitting here Walking the floor You'd better be prepared When you walk through that door Cause I'm gonna kill you I think I'm gonna kill you I'm gonna close your cheating bedroom eyes Wynn Stewart. You can probably guess what the title of that song was. I'm going to kill you from 1975. That was put out by Playboy, as in a label owned and operated by the magazine. I don't know if that still exists. Probably not. Um, On a single. I guess he was trying to tie into sort of the outlaw country style that was popular around that point. Because um, he had been doing stuff for, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 years before that. And it was more akin to a lot of the country stuff I play on here. But I, I love that song. I think actually Zach introduced me to that a long time ago. And it's just so ridiculous that it's it's upbeat, but it's talking about really dark subject matter, obviously. Uh, and that remark about a box about half your size. Well, yeah. It's dark, but it's... It's upbeat. What, what can you say? Um, so that ends off the crime and felonies set, or felonies and crime set, or whatever the hell I call it. Also heard April Byron. He's a thief. That was uh, put out by Down Under Records in 1966 on a single, as the name would imply for the record label, uh, Australia-based. 
Then it was Billy Billy Lee Riley, old home place from a 1970 Sun single. It's not even so much that I like the musical arrangement on that. It's just the subject matter of it is pretty dark. You know, he he kills this guy that attacked his wife or girlfriend or whatever. Or killed her, I guess. And then uh, he's put into jail and he escapes. And then uh, he's going to go hang himself in the old barn on his property or whatever. Something along those lines. So even though the, the music is a little subpar, you can't, you can't beat that kind of subject matter. Um, Lee Hazelwood, before that, Love and Other Crimes from an album of the same name, put out in 1968 by Reprise Records. I tried to see if there was a longer version of that because it's like 57 seconds long. I think that's it. 59 seconds is the one that, the file that I have for it anyway. And I always wondered, because it's such a great song, it's like, wow, could there be another version, even some kind of demo thing that was put out? But nope, that is, that's it. And it's, it's perfect. Probably one of these things that if it was any longer, it would just be gratuitous, whatever would have been thrown in there. So I think... Old Lee made the right choice there. Uh, Dick Nolan before that, who I've been playing a lot in these theme sets. Played him last week and then on a few others. I'd say he's right up there with Porter Wagner, for who's been included in these theme sets more than anybody else. I don't know which of those guys would be taking the, the cake there. But anyway, I played The Fugitive from... Pretty much the only album I ever play stuff from him by Moving Out, released by Ace in 1966. For people who don't know about him, he's from Newfoundland, and um, as as I am as well. Um, but he, I guess, he did a lot more folk, like Newfoundland folk sort of stuff, which I, I'm not really a lot wild about. It's okay, but that album is, is top notch. He did do some other country stuff as well, but that's the only album I've ever heard by him that really grabbed me. And even the second half of that record, I'm not so partial towards. It, for some reason, it might have just been whoever he was working with for half of it. Just really nailed it. Um, yeah, before that, James Hawley, Honor Among Thieves, from a 1969 music horror single. And then that was the beginning of the felonies and crime set. And then, of course, I played Porter Wagner, The Rubber Room, since Zach and I were talking about it. And that was from a 1971 RCA Victor single. Got about, oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't realize I was coming up on time here so quickly. Only nine minutes to go. So, uh, yeah, I'll play, I don't know, two or three songs here. And then I'll pop back on and let you know what it is that... I played, so next is BCC from Bloomington, Indiana. They put this tape out in 2019 called Stand By. It's a self-release thing. And the song is called Hit and Run, so I guess in theory it's almost an extension of the crime and felony set. Uh, so yeah, we'll get to that and some other stuff, and I'll talk to you in a minute.
Good evening. Tonight I am going to sound like a drunk. Sacrifice to us a song, and that is going to be out on their new album, their second album, through Destructure Records, i.e. it's their second album. I don't know if they put the first album in on Destructure or not, but anyway, that'll be out next week, yeah, April 2nd, and that and another song are up on their Bandcamp page right now. The album's uh, title will be, or maybe it already is, Bellatrix Bodacea. Before that, Nick Fit from Japan. The song was Pits. This came out on a split with another good band from Japan, Maze, who have a new album coming out as well. So I hope to play some of that soon. Uh, the split came out in 2019 through Episode Sounds and then started with BCC Hit and Run, put out by the band in 2019 on a tape called Standby. Uh, Alright, I'm going to end all this stuff off here. I have one more song. Succubus from Indonesia. Uh, the song is called Time. This was put out by Cream... Or the, sorry, the name of the EP is Cremation and came out in 2017 through a few different labels. Uh, Necros, Richter Scale, and 4490. Those are the ones that I know of. Maybe it came out through some other ones. Anyway, thanks for being here for another week. Uh, I'll post the replay soon, and uh, yeah, I'll be back next week. What else is there to do? Uh, Thanks for listening, and bye.
after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you.